Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, October 14, 2021. As of today, 73.5% of the Italian population is fully vaccinated. Considering only the over 12s targeted by the vaccination campaign, 80.7% of Italians are fully vaccinated. Instead, 5.8% is the percentage of people who have also received the third dose considering the categories of Italians to whom the government has decided to administer it at the moment. The Italian government is about to launch a communication campaign to invite unvaccinated citizens to talk about their choice with their family doctor who will try to convince them to get the vaccine. In the last week, there has been a drop in administrations which had picked up when the Green Pass requirement to work was announced. As the government aims for 90% coverage and would like to reach it by the end of this month, a plan is being prepared to grow demand again. Demographically, the younger segments of the population continue to respond en masse to the COVID vaccination. Those in their 20s have just surpassed even those in their 50s in terms of vaccination rates, after moving ahead long ago of those in their 30s and 40s. In the eyes of international observers, Italy is better off. In fact, it is doing well. Our mortality rate for COVID is now among the lowest in Europe and infections are falling, while the whole peninsula is a white zone. No peak of new positive cases has occurred after the resumption of the school year, nor after the reopening of work activities in contact with the public. In short, 20 months ago we were the first to to be hit by the pandemic. Today the Financial Times recognizes as a great success by writing that thanks to a robust vaccination program and the introduction of the Green Pass, growth in Italy had the biggest improvement of any G7 country in the last five months, increased household consumption by 5.5% in the second quarter, caused a strong expansion of investment and export growth is 4% compared to the same period in 2019. But all this is a great risk great risk, because the climate of protest has reached its highest level, and from tomorrow there is a very strong risk of having big problems. Not having the Green Pass means giving up a part of social life. No movies, exhibitions, museums, theaters, gyms, no indoor restaurant dinners, no high-speed trains and planes, but most importantly, starting tomorrow, no work. Tomorrow, in fact, begins the obligation of Green Pass in all workplaces. Those who do not have it will not be able to work and will not receive a salary, but will not be fired. <clears throat> this is the situation of the employees who correctly declares, declares since their arrival the non-possession of the Green Pass. Another situation concerns the employee who enters the company without the Green Pass. In these cases there is a fine of 600 to 1500 euros. The entry without a pass may occur, occur through a false pass pass or because the pass has not been checked, since the law says that it is the employer who must do the checks, but also only at random, although it is strongly discouraged because there is the problem of responsibility for the protection of the health and safety of other workers, colleagues of those who could be positive and infect them. The Green Pass requirement will remain until December 31, the end of the state of emergency for now, and will not apply to those who can show a medical certificate explaining that the worker cannot be vaccinated. The government had hoped, having announced it a month ago, that this would lead to a marked increase in vaccination, but after an encouraging start, the trend has fallen. There is a tug of war between the government, which would like to invite those who are not vaccinated to do so, to avoid having to make a swab every two days to go to work, and the Novaks who refuse and threaten to block Italy. 
There have been just under 350,000 new vaccinated with first dose in the last week, and those who are not vaccinated remain about 8 million. Some politicians who aim at the Novax votes want the government to decide that the swaps from tomorrow will be free for those who make them and that the cost will be taken care by, of by the government. It is 600 million euros per month. But the government does not think it is right that the taxes of those who have been vaccinated are used to ensure free swaps to those who did not want to vaccinate. And I agree with the government. The same politicians also want the swaps to give the green pass for three days and not just for two. But it would not be a scientific decision. On the contrary, in no other country the swap guarantees immunity for more than two days. In fact, in some it lasts only one day. But the problem is not only the cost. It is not clear how many workers from tomorrow should do three swaps per week to work. Depending on the sources, this number varies from 2.5 to 5 million people. It means that from tomorrow, they should do between 7.5 to 15 million swaps per week, to which should be added about 2 million due to daily monitoring and tracking. It is something impossible. These days we do 300,000 swaps per day. In some large cities, services of this type in pharmacies are already almost all booked until December. Even if staffs and hours are increased, pharmacies will not be able to do more than 500,000 swabs per day. And there is a fear that soon we will begin to have not enough materials to do the swabs. So it is impossible for every unvaccinated worker to show up to work from Friday with a negative swab taken within the previous 48 hours. But I also think it is impossible that all who won't will be sent home. Probably there will be a typical Italian solution with the employers, employers who won't control the employees and with those who should control the employers who won't control them either. But it is certainly not a satisfactory solution and it cannot last long. The biggest and most dangerous protest at the moment concerns the dock workers who are threatening a complete shutdown of the port of Trieste, where 40% of workers are not vaccinated, a percentage double that of the unvaccinated over 12 at the national level. This is the most important port in Italy, the one from where much of the oil arriving in Italy, in Italy passes. Trieste is the capital of Friuli Venezia Giulia in the northeast of the country, which is among the last Italian regions for percentage of vaccinated people. <coughs> Sea transport still accounts for more than 50% of Italy's good exchange system. Of these goods, more than one-third of the total passes through Trieste, a sum in which, however, are also counted the goods that arrive in Trieste to be then moved in Europe. The port of Trieste is in fact also the point of connection between the two regions, Asia and Eastern Europe. The government had convinced the companies working at the port of Trieste to make available to workers free swabs, but not even this is okay with the workers who want the elimination for all Italians, not just for them, of the mandatory green pass and threaten to cause empty shelves in supermarkets, companies stopped for lack of raw materials and even put at risk a distribution of Christmas gifts. They want to block Italy. In the ports of Puglia and Campania, however, the percentage of vaccinated port workers is close to 100%. In Genoa, the second most important port after Trieste, 20% of the workers are not vaccinated and some companies have accepted the compromise of Trieste. They will pay the swaps to employees without vaccine. The logistical problems do not end there, but extend to the transportation of goods by truck. 
30% of Italian truck drivers are still not vaccinated, while 80% of foreign drivers, especially Russians, Turks and Eastern Europeans, is not vaccinated or has made a vaccine not recognized by Italy. If more than half of the goods arrive and depart by ship, of the remaining percentage, almost all arrive and depart by road with trucks. If the problems just described are not enough, the protest of Novax does not stop it even in Rome, where after the criminal violence of last Saturday, a new large demonstration against vaccine was announced for next Saturday in the same city and at the same time that there will be another huge demonstration, this one against the violence of last Saturday. The two demonstrations are politically against each other, a perfect storm, and are held the day before the ballots for mayors of some major cities, including Rome, on a day when the law would prohibit any electoral speech, there should be silence. And in this, this climate of war, the minister who has the role of ensuring public order is under attack by the two main political parties that want her resignation and the concern increases if you think that on October 30th Rome will host the G20 with the leaders of the 20 most important countries in the world who will meet here hoping that they will not be reached by the Novaks in their countries because believe me we already had enough of the damages caused by the Italian ones. Now I know today's video was particularly heavy for you but also for me believe me. I'll end by reminding you that tonight, for the last time after 75 years, an Alitalian plane will fly. <clears throat> As of tomorrow, ITA, Italia Trasporto Aereo, begins. We are all sorry, but it would not surprise me at all if soon, very soon, ITA would acquire Alitalia's brand and name and start flying again under this name. This too would be a typical Italian solution, because in reality European regulations would more or less forbid it. Given how the economic balance sheet of the old Italia, of the old Alitalia ends, in my opinion, this is exactly what will happen, and quite soon. It's all for now. It's all for today. I'll see you next Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italia News. Please stay safe and take care. Ciao from Rome.